Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, a remote Samoan island is set to sever its expensive, undependable dependence on diesel fuel in favor of solar power, partially in thanks to Elon Musk. And, unrelated, research has explained a vexing quirk of carrying on conversations in meat space, why it's so hard to maintain eye contact while you're talking. But first, staff editor Christopher Hasiotis and our freelance writer John Donovan answer a question that is increasingly relevant since Donald Trump became the president-elect. Does the U.S. president have to live in the White House? From its opening in the year 1800, through one nasty bit of arson and several renovations, the White House has been the home of every president but one, George Washington. He commissioned the building, but he never actually lived there. But now, in the year 2016, we've got an incoming president-elect with properties all over the world and a unique disdain for the traditions of American politics. On top of that, Donald Trump's wife Melania Trump won't move into the White House immediately after the inauguration in January. She's opting instead to remain in New York City's Trump Tower until at least the end of their 10-year-old son Barron's school year, if not longer, acting as a long-distance first lady. So, does the president actually have to live in the White House? Like many things in the Trump world, it would be unprecedented to leave the White House unprecedented. Joel Treese, a historian with the White House Historical Association, contacted by HowStuffWorks, says he doesn't know of any president who ever considered not living there. It sort of goes with the territory, he told us. But it's not as if the president of the United States has to live in the White House. No law requires it, after all. And with everything there and a commute like that... The West Wing is a few steps from the main residence, after all. The live-work-play setup has thus far proven impossible to turn down. So let's do a quick review of that setup. The grand old edifice has some 55,000 square feet, or 5,110 square meters of living and working space, 
132 rooms and at least three kitchens, 35 bathrooms, and a rather famous oval-shaped office where the leader of the free world punches his time card. On top of that, the White House sits on an 18-acre, or 7.3-hectare, plot in prime downtown D.C., and sports a pool, a tennis court, and a backyard big enough to land a helicopter. The White House has endured as a home base for sitting presidents for more than two centuries, ever since the second U.S. president, John Adams, first crossed the threshold in 1800. Also called the President's Palace back in the day, the White House was burned by British troops during the War of 1812. President James Madison insisted on rebuilding in the same spot, using the original architect James Hoban and incorporating the few sandstone walls that remained. Madison's successor, James Monroe, had to cool his heels at his home in Virginia while the finishing touches were being applied, but he moved in about six months after his inauguration in 1817. It's not always a financial win living in the White House, though, as many first families have found out. In her book, The Obamas, author Jody Cantor points out that the many expenses the White House occupants must shell out are necessary. Rent is free, but just about nothing else is. The first family directly pays for its own food, parties, vacations, butlers, housekeepers, and all at Ritz-Carlton prices. And that obligation extends beyond the White House, too. For instance, flying someone who's not part of the official traveling delegation on Air Force One, the official presidential aircraft, requires that the president and his family reimburse the American people at the equivalent of first-class airfare. Still, for all the hassles involved, tourists constantly tromping about, random drones landing on the lawn and all that, it is an undeniably cool place to call home. Only 42 people have ever had the chance to be head of that house. Wait, just 42? Yep. The structure wasn't built until after Washington, remember, and Grover Cleveland lived there on two separate occasions. The White House is an enduring symbol of power and freedom. And another perk? Nobody who lives there ever has to worry about giving out directions. Then again, President-elect Donald Trump may prefer to live somewhere that has his name blazoned across the exterior. And that's just not the White House. At least not yet. Next up... Senior writer Jonathan Strickland brings us a story from American Samoa and the future. A tiny island is switching to solar power. Could they become a model for other communities? An island in the South Pacific has recently switched from diesel fuel to solar energy and the tech world is all abuzz. The island is Tau, part of American Samoa. Previously, the residents of Tau, and there are less than a thousand of them, depended upon deliveries of diesel fuel to the tune of nearly 110,000 gallons a year. Fuel is expensive, burning it causes pollution, and sometimes Tau would experience delivery delays, meaning residents would have to ration fuel when it became scarce. Switching to solar power represents a real boost to Tau's quality of life, as well as being more environmentally friendly. It started in 2015 when the American Samoa Power Authority issued an invitation for solar power companies to make their best offer. The company that won the bid was Solar City, a startup that was founded by Peter and Lyndon Rive. They have a famous cousin named Elon Musk, founder of Tesla Motors. Musk is also the chairman of Solar City. Over the course of a year, Solar City sent engineers to Tau and installed more than 5,000 solar panels and 60 Tesla power packs, which are rechargeable batteries. The solar cells have 1.4 megawatts of solar generation capacity, and the power packs can provide 6 megawatt hours of juice. 
According to SolarCity, the batteries represent three days' worth of Ta'u's electricity demands, so even if the island is hit with a cloudy spell, the lights will still work. It's a great story that broke right on the heels of Tesla shareholders approving a $2 billion merger proposal with SolarCity. And the company has big plans for 2017. It's bringing to market solar cells that look like roofing tiles rather than traditional solar panels. The company says that these solar tiles will cost the same or less than ceramic or concrete tiles already on the market. For people who have been reluctant to adopt solar power tech because they feel it would have a negative impact on their home's appearance, this could be a solution to their problem. It's all part of a master strategy to create an industry around making households more energy independent and reducing our consumption of fossil fuels. If Musk has his way, millions of people will be able to generate and store electricity in their own homes and drive electric vehicles everywhere. Whether or not that plan succeeds, it looks like the people of Ta'u will benefit from Solar City's efforts. Finally this week, I've got one for you, with thanks to our freelance writer Jessalyn Shields. Researchers think that there are legit brain reasons for why maintaining eye contact can be so difficult. You know how it's hard to look into someone's eyes while you're talking to them? And not just people whose eyes are like two velvety pools of sunlit honey. It can be difficult to collect and express your thoughts when you're staring into completely regular-looking eyes, too. Face-to-face communication is obviously important, but holding a steady gaze during conversation can reduce even the most self-possessed among us into a stammering puddle of likes and ums. Why is that? A study published last month in the journal Cognition explores why eye contact and verbal processing appear to be connected, even though the centers for vision and language are in different parts of the brain. The researchers' findings suggest that eye contact, although essential to human behavior, is so mentally taxing that it ends up interfering with our ability to speak. To study this phenomenon, Shogo Kaijimura and Michio Nomura, two researchers from Kyoto University in Japan, asked 26 study participants to play a word-matching game while watching the animated face of a stranger on a TV screen. Male and female faces were equally represented. Some of them gazed directly at the viewer, while others' gazes were averted. When confronted with each of these faces, the participants were given a noun and asked to come up with an associated verb as quickly as possible. Some of the nouns, like knife, were pretty easy to associate with a specific verb. We generally cut with a knife. Other nouns, though, like list, were more difficult to associate with something specific. After all, you can make a list, check a list, refer to a list, be on a list, and so on. Participants had to look at the face on the screen and use each noun in a sentence with the verb of their choosing. The researchers found that participants were slower to say an appropriate verb when the face on the video screen looked directly at them rather than away from them, but only when the verb association task was more difficult. According to Kaijimura and Nomura, this shows that eye contact doesn't exactly interfere with the brain's ability to choose words, but the mental effort it takes to maintain a mutual gaze overloads the brain's functioning to the point that verb generation can become really tough. The two tasks essentially conflict for cognitive resources. Other studies have shown that direct eye contact conveys important emotions, and an averted gaze can feel ostracizing. But sometimes it's okay to look away. You owe it to both yourself and your buddy to say something cogent and sensible. That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Further thanks to our audio producer, Dylan Fagan, and our editorial liaison, Allison Loudermilk. Subscribe now for more of the latest science news, and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover. Plus, the name of your favorite wine, assuming that you are a human of appropriate drinking age. 
you can send us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 